Craft Beer Radio, episode 469, on July 7th, 2018. And welcome to 469, you say? 469. Woo! 69, baby! Uh, Craft Beer Radio, of course, I'm Greg. I'm Jeff. And we have six beers to drink. Uh, and let's get started. Back in 2005, I bet you that 69 joke was really funny. Uh, it's still hilarious. <laughs> All right, so where shall we start? We have a, we have a Kolsch, we have a Saison, and, and Digital Pale okay. Ale. Sour and Okay. It's, you know, we, we just had a, a Goza in the, um, in the pre-show. So this is from Big... No, Stable 12. Stable 12. This is one of the beers that Nick brought last week. Right. Uh, Bridge Street Kolsch, 4.9%. Uh, Kolsch flavor with Hillertau and Tetanag hops. Nick told me he bought this one because it was the freshest thing he could find. What's the freshest beer you got? <laughs> Tell me now. Ten seconds won't be as fresh. That smells nice and like a little... A little sharp and weedy, which is what I expect in a coach. Yeah. So the beer is a gold color with a light haze to it. Shaving cream head. Yeah, on the aroma you're getting kind of a Pilsner malt. A little estery, a little more estery than what I would expect from a textbook coach, but uh, you know, kind of like a floral... I'm wondering if that's a little just of the watermelon that was left in there. I rinsed my glass pretty good, but maybe. Maybe there's a little, like, minty thing happening. Hmm. A little, like, menthol stuff. I don't know. Ooh, that is kind of estery. It has a yeah. neat malt flavor. It's um, almost like... Um, like a rustic wheat or maybe I guess buckwheat I guess um, and then yeah it's estuary it, it doesn't really doesn't scream kolsch when you put no. it on your tongue no because I, I expect something crisp and, and mm-hmm. sort of refreshing and this is much more like fruity yeah. um, the the hops come in the end you get this kind of uh, note a sort of bitter note from, from the, the hops uh, but yeah, I was I was expecting something clean and, and crisp, and this has not come through with that. Yeah, the malt the malt character for a Kolsch is weird. It's, it's interesting though. I, I think I'm digging it. The kind of you know rustic type flavor that it has on the malt. I'm wondering if there's something in it here. Taste infected, but it's so fresh. So fresh, it's barely <laughs> infected. It's uh, May, uh, yeah, March 29th. So, March? I'm sorry, May 29th. Oh, okay. I get my months confused. I, I have no problem <laughs> reciting the, the particles of the standard model, but I get my months confused. <laughs> this is the Stable 12 Kolsch out of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Bridge Street. Yeah, I'm not, not really digging it. I think Nick said he was he wanted to get like the IPA, but it wasn't as fresh. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I don't think this works. I don't think this this comes through it with a really. It doesn't work as a Kolsch. But uh, at this point, I'm trying to figure out like what would I call it. 
American wheat, American lager wheat. Like what? Mm, I mean, to me, it's more of a farmhouse or something like that. I guess you could you could call it that, but that that's when I start to think that uh, maybe grisette. Maybe it's a little okay. Yeah, you know that's getting closer. They say it's fermented with a yeast strain from Cologne. Mm-hmm. Pilsner wheat. Vienna and Munich malts. There's more information on the can there in on their website. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's they say it brings a taste of Germany to our tap room, but but if anything, it's the taste of France. <laughs> yeah, it is not an idealistic culture. Okay, well that's out of the way. How about we uh, we get ourselves a trout whistle? A trout whistle? <laughs> that sounds fun. I was typing up the name of this. It was Roadhouse Trout Whistle. And that just, it sounds like a, like a you know, a name of, of some lewd act. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but also, I'm sure that, you know, if you're a fisherman, a trout whistle would be a nice thing to have. You know, I'm sure. A trout you ever, like that Sesame Street skit where Ernie's in the boat and he starts calling the fish and they start jumping in the boat? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, this was uh, sent to us by Roadhouse. Thank you, Roadhouse. Six yeah. point, uh, Roadhouse is in uh, Jackson Hole. Yeah. Uh, 6% alcohol. This they, uh, oh, uh, 55 IBU. Mosaic, Calypso, and Azaka hops. <laughs> nice. Has, has has pairings on the label here. Okay. You pair this with Sunshine, Lake Picnics, and Roots Reggae. Roots Reggae. Let's look up some Roots Reggae, huh? Yeah, so moving on to the aroma. Oh, the color. It is kind of a bronzish yellow with a light haze to it. There is a band called Rich Reggae, but there's no no albums on Google Play. Oh, sorry. Well, well, I would have thought Roots Reggae was a kind of reggae, but no problem. Yeah, so the aroma on this one, it, it smells, you know, it's a pale ale. So you're, you're getting these really rich, like, tropical and... Um, and it smells like, a, like an IPA. It smells like... A, a nice tropical IPA. Yeah, but the malt, like a little less malty or something like that, like you know, like a know, session it, tropical, maybe kind of something like that. But I expect this to be more. I mean, at five point at six percent, I expect this to have much more of a malty backbone. It's probably why they're calling it a pale as opposed to an IPA. Yeah, like a papaya aroma. I think is kind of the main tropic that's coming off of that. I agree. It does have more of a malt backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly almost graham crackery. There's papaya, th- orange, little grape, grapefruit zest. A little, a little bit of a. Um, I don't want this to, to, to sound negative. I want to say syrupy in the sense that it's like the fruit juice is being cooked down, like re- mm-hmm. like reduced, right. as opposed to it being like a medicinal syrupy. But there's a. 
you know, I think the 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 extra malt gives it like a it gives the the fruit flavors more viscosity to make it seem like it's there's more. I don't know if juicy is the right word, but definitely more. Uh, yeah, uh, just reduced version. The the malts on this kind of remind me of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale a little bit. You know, if you take that really fresh Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, but make it a little more tropical. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get away from what the hops are doing here mm-hmm. and, and just focus on the malt and, and then think about what Sierra Nevada is doing with, with their malt because yeah. their their hop usage is very distinctive. Yeah. Uh, this is very different in terms of the way it's hopping. It, it's, but what's interesting is that it's it's getting at the more bitter edge of these hops. These are hops we don't typically see used in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're seeing more of a... Or bitterness. There's not really sulfuriness here, but it is more. Yeah, bitter. no, it's all citrus and tropical. Like at the point where I'm at now, like my last sip tasted like I, you know, pulled out the grapefruit fork and sliced away some flesh and just, mm-hmm. you know, it was, you know, kind of got really strong grapefruit bite on it. That's where I think that the syrupiness comes mm-hmm. in it because it's very strong. It's yeah. condensed, uh, but the, the, this is this is much more bitter than I'm used to having these hops in. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, they yeah, they are just... successfully using the the, the malts to uh, to counter that, but mm-hmm. it's a it's an, it's different. It's a different take than I'm used to with. Yeah, these hops. it's kind of a more classic use of newer hops, mm-hmm. and I kind of like it. I like I like the look that it's giving me, and the hops are really saturated in flavor, right? So you're getting this really rich citrus and tropical, and you're not getting any kind of dort or sulfur or anything like that. They could often creep in when you like start. Dosing up those hops like that. Yeah, it's true, and, and it's interesting that this is really not un, unsulfury for for the extent of hop flavor that you're getting. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think that the the intensity of the hops is something that would turn me off on this as as a long term beer. Like, I don't think this would be something that I would get a lot of. I think it's, it's interesting for the look it's giving you at these mm-hmm. hops, but I think I appreciate these hops more when they're. When they they have less of this overt bitter punch, gotcha. Yeah, I, I agree. Where you, you don't want to be drinking, you know, a six pack of this mm-hmm. all at once. I think you know the bitterness kind of builds on it. But you know, if you want, uh, if you want an IPA with a bite or pale with a bite, this is definitely fits the bill. Yeah, and and a, a different bite because he's using these hops and it's giving you a different aspect of mm-hmm. these hops than you're used to getting. I think it's really interesting, uh, but this is not what I would take on a, a fishing trip. Yeah, we're so picky and all. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's what we do. A saison? Um, you hmm. want to do another hoppy beer? Yeah, I guess so, because then we have this, this yeah. peach, you know. So this is from Aslan. Yeah, so Aslan Saison. I'm not sure that I've had anything from Saison that hasn't been like a hazy IPA. So let me get um Greg sent us this beer. Yeah, it was Greg. I want to make sure I was right there. Yeah. Greg sent this to us. Thank you, Greg. This is Never Bride. It's uh Petite Saison fermented on top of their House Saison East, which is a blend of French and Belgian Saison East. Uh, 4.5%. Uh, 
Right. Obviously a play on the um, saying, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has a sad looking lady with a bouquet yeah. flying over her head. All right, um, straw colored, very hazy. It feels like it feels like it has a nice tang on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least a tardiness. Uh, there's there's a good rusticness to it. It kind of has a bit straw like aroma, and uh, hazy like a wheaty bite to it. It's got this hazy yellowish color. Yeah. It smells nice. If and it clean. came out crystal clear, I'd be like, Aslan, what's wrong with it? <laughs> Smells nice and clean. I think this might even be better for warming up a bit. Yeah. So took a sip, first taste, kind of kind of lemony, you know, like a wheat tang hitting you. And I agree with Greg. Let's pump some heat into this glass with our hands. See if we can get this puppy to tell us a story. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, I wanted to mention, last week we did a beer from New York, and I tried to find the email of the person who sent it to me, and then I realized after the show, it was in the old-fashioned kind of email, the kind that comes on paper. So, Eric sent us the beer, and we're going to be doing another beer from Eric again tonight. He also sent us what we assume is his two cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no commentary. Got two caps from a six-pack holder with two pennies... Taped inside, so and then masking tape to hold it together. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a little baby rattle. It's a makeshift baby rattle. So there's this question on the Reddit beer forum: your top three breweries. And I was looking through, and I was sort of so many like people saying like um, <laughs> Three Floyds and you know, the, the uh-huh. typical ones. So like. Uh-huh. Let's, let's see some of these. Uh, Austin Beer Works. I can get behind that. Jester King. I can really get behind that. Stone. <laughs> no. I like Stone, but top three? No. Uh, Sierra Nevada. Uh, Treehouse. Mm, I haven't had uh-huh. enough Treehouse. Sure, sure. Firestone Walker. I it's interesting that the same person picked those three, though, right? Right, yeah. It's, I wanna, this is more of like a psychology test to me. Like, okay, I get the person who would put Firestone Walker and Treehouse on the list, but how did Sierra Nevada make his list? Here's one that looks like a you know, good one. Hill Farmstead, Treehouse, and Transient Artisanal. I could buy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised Brew Gentleman didn't show up on any of these, because that would be in, on my top three. Well, I think it's everyone... Picking yeah, what they know. Yeah, here's one Stone Boulevard Unibrew. I, I like yeah. Boulevard a lot, but when I, when I was at House of a Thousand Beers on Tuesday, and I checked out the cooler and found those enjoy buys that were about to expire, there was two guys kind of perusing the counter, and you know, for me, I thought the coolers are kind of ho hum. You know, there was mm-hmm. I've had most of the beers in those coolers, but you know, I I kind of got to stand back and watch. Two guys with virgin eyes look at this cooler, right? And they were like amazed, and they probably deserve to be amazed. Yeah, true. You know, that's a good point. There's actually a lot more responses here, and a lot of them are better than they were. Like, here's one that I remember looking at the brewery. Like, okay, I mean, I like the brewery a lot. I like uh, Jim Rue a lot, but I don't know if I'd rank them in my top three North Coast and Anderson Valley. <laughs> 
you can like you can draw like a triangle between the breweries and figure right. out where this person lives. Yeah, like for all of these practically. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at like, but actually, there's a lot better stuff on in here now. Yeah, it, it's just a listic. It's it's listicle in Reddit form is all it is. You know, sort of, but. I mean, like, some of these have, have some very interesting, like, New Glarus, Three Floyds, and Jackalope. I think that's an interesting and probably decent choice. Yeah. Okay. So what's your top three? Let's make a listicle. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my top three, I definitely put Brood Element in there. Mm-hmm. And that may, uh, that per- perhaps has to do with the fact that I'm close to them. Uh, but I also think that they make some of the best beers I've ever had. Uh, I was actually thinking about this last night. Like, what would I put there? And I think New Glarus has to be up there. I don't think I've had a beer from New Glarus that wasn't. Yeah, possible. that's a good, good one. And I was thinking it might be something like Jester King that might do it. Um, Modern Times. I've had a lot of great beer mm-hmm. from Modern Times. Aslan might be up there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, of yeah, um, yeah, choices. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. Like I would think I would want to put Fatheads up there, but if I start looking at the whole lineup, you know, they're kind of like a small portion of. That. I love a small portion of that lineup, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure I love their whole the swath of the over, over. Yeah, so I'd have to I'd have to think about this a little bit. That's a tough. I mean, it's a tough question to answer. Accurately, yeah, you know, because there's so many. It's just like when we rank the beers. There's so many different ways you can slice things. How do you make it work? Like one of the, actually, so you know, a brewery that popped into my mind, which I know would not make my top three, was Avery. Like Avery popped into my head. I think they're doing a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah, I think, make a bunch I think of they, they fit in a top twenty. Mm-hmm. They'd probably be in a top twenty. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> There was another thing where, where I commented on West Letter where somebody was making you know, it was a, it was the best beer in the world, uh, and I said, mm-hmm. "Which one? West Letter in 12. Oh. I was like, you know, if we've had enough West Letter and to know it's not the best beer in the world. In fact, we had one that was pretty shitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and he was the guy was sitting on a bottle. I said, just drink it. Don't. I, I think that age does not add enough to West Letterin to really to. No, to, it could definitely turn to. Yeah, and though yeah, their, their bottling is subpar, which is, is another knock against it, but possibly being the best in the world. And so I said, drink it, drink it fresh as you can, and just enjoy it. All right, so we're back to the never a bride from Aslan, Aslan, and it's it's really neat getting a non haze, non IPA from Aslan. This is probably the first that we've had and. I mean, you know, so now that it's warmed up, has it opened up? Not, it hasn't opened up as much as I had anticipated. Mm. It's still pretty much the same beer, but it has got a little bit softer, maybe a little bit more fruit, like a little bit of apricots coming out of it. Yeah, and a little bit more of the sort of weedy character is, is coming out, mm-hmm. a, little, a little more pepperiness, a little bit more cloviness. It's a, it's a nice saison, though. Yeah, I, I dig it. I think it's it's nice. It's 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 the kind of refreshing. That I was sort of hoping to get from the Kolsch almost. Mm-hmm. It has a, a crispness to it that the Kolsch lacked. Um, it's it's enjoyable. It's got lots of nice flavors to it. It's not yeah. It's not telling a huge story, but it's it's playing a nice mellow right. uh, riff. All right, so let's go with this beer that uh, I brought back from Seattle. Well, you can't. John Spoden. 
We can't, because I hear baby elephants walking. Man. Well, you know what that means, guys. Jeff, what does it mean? It means that you want to go shopping on the internet, and when you go shopping on the internet, you use craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's the only place on the internet to buy things. That's right. Nowhere else. Every other place that I know of has closed down. Toys R Us, gone. Alibaba, gone. Google, gone. Google, gone. Yeah. It's craftbeerradio.com. eBay. Amazon.com, gone. Yes. Especially yeah, that one. Yeah, the only way you can get to it is, is by going to craftyradio.com slash Amazon. You get all, all the same stuff you got, but you have to go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon. It's, it's the rules. It's the law. Yeah. Congress just passed a new law. The, the UN did too, so even if you're out of the country. Yes. And uh, the Federation of Planets. Actually, I don't know if it applies to people who go out of the country. Federation of Planets passed it. Oh, wow. That's big. Yes. Craftbeerradio.com slash Say it with me. Amazon. Amazon. All right. So now we're drinking the Fremont Lush IPA. Oh, that smells fresh. I believe it was pretty fresh a couple weeks ago. Let's see. Okay. So this is to John's Bowden gave you this. Yes, sir. Friend John of Seattle. 7% alcohol by volume from Fremont. 80 IBU. Two row pale and honey malts with citra and mosaic hops and citra lupulin powder. May 30th. May 30th. Yeah, look how clear that is. It's crystal clear. This thing's got to suck. <laughs> There's no that haze. It smells like you cut a bine and are smelling the cut of the bine. Look how clear it is. No bubbles. Golden color. <sighs> Looks like an old school, well crafted IPA. It smells fresh. I don't know how you get that aroma. It's amazing to me. Lupulin powder, man. Lupulin powder. I guess. It, I mean, it smells so green. It smells so fresh. It's a that, That's quite an amazing aroma. I was trying to figure out what this meant. You know, the label has hops on it. You know, a bind and a couple hop cones. And then above Lush IPA it says... Fig one, humus lupus, but you know it's a field guide type mm-hmm. sketch. And like figs, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so smelling this guy, it's kind of candy top orange. I'm just getting so much of that green. Are you getting it nearly? Are you getting as much green as I'm green. getting? Just like. Like I said, like a fresh cut hot pine. I'm smelling the same thing as you. Okay. I'm not really smelling it that way, though. I'm trying to go for like the orange stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. That lupulin powder gives you kind of that wet hop or, you know, stick a hop coat in your beer type flavor where it's kind of gritty, kind of scratchy. Hmm. Big hot, big sweetness from the hops. The malt is also giving it a sweetness. That honey malt is, is adding yeah. sweetness to it. Um, that's I'm trying to figure out. It's <laughs> apricots and pear. 
Apricots and pear. Close. Because it's, it's kind of weird. It's a weird flavor for hops, right? They're not straight up. So that's why I threw the pears in there. They, that's like getting in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not quite there. there there's add, some... add a touch of dragon fruit? I would, I would say add a touch of um, uh, cactus. Uh, that um, Prickly pear? Prickly pear. Hmm. I can't go that way. Like the kind of the sweet fleshiness of a dragon fruit in there as well. That's kind of, but that's that's not too far from no, pear to me. No, no, I'm not getting no. any dragon fruit here. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm getting something a lot more. Uh, a, a lot more almost celery like. A lot more vegetal. Right. Um. Hmm. Almost like a fresh, like, it's it's not there, but almost like a green bean, like a, or a sugar snap pea or something like that. Something along those lines. See, that's why I'm, I know, I know you already just kind of dragon fruit, but I'm thinking of dragon fruit along the lines of crispy lettuce, water chestnuts, that kind of avenue, right? So you're going go for sort of, te- I'm just going for flavors. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with a little... Maybe the texture is inheriting some flavor just from my experiences. You know how that works. Because, um, like, you know, the other things I mentioned, celery, water, chestnuts, stuff like that, not quite right. Where dragon fruit feels better to me. Okay. And I just don't taste dragon fruit. Dragon fruit is more like a blueberry yeah. by way of raspberry uh, flavor. And this is nothing like that. Okay. Um, it's... <laughs> interesting i'm not sure how much i'm like loving it as opposed to just liking it uh i like it i like it fine and it does taste like you you gotta i pay them through a bunch of fresh hops in there very fresh there's a lot to look at though there is that's yeah that's something there it's got a decent uh malt backbone here Out of but, stoppers. <laughs> I was going to put a stopper on this bottle. And <laughs> all the stoppers in the other room. This is the Lush IPA from Fremont. Have a lot of, you know, I had a couple of Fremonts when I was out there. John's sent us some Fremonts over the years. Can't think of a time that I wasn't impressed by Fremont. I think they're doing some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I think they've... Uh, yeah, Fremont, I've not had a bad one. Uh, this is not bad at all, but it's not like... It's not kicking down doors and, and you know, it's not kicking ass and mm-hmm. taking names. It's it's, it's... it's sitting in the corner, being nice and quiet. <laughs> it does have some bitterness that kind of hangs around. You know, it's kind of that phase two tropical. Mm-hmm. Or phase three tropical, I guess, or but it still, still has some serious bitterness going on. So they have a, the quote here is from Douglas Adams, one of his, you know, too clever by half jokes. Uh, <laughs> for a moment, nothing happened. Then, after a second or so, nothing continued to happen. Okay, if you're a Douglas Adams fan, I'm sure that's very hilarious. <laughs> I saw on Twitter Jamie Barlow today 
said that the BJCP has put out some provisional brewing style, beer styles, including the New England style IPA. It kind of revised from the one I was telling you about when I was listening to an interview with John Palmer. Um, they do allow for, it's a little bit different, a little bit not different, right? The whole top part is talking about the flavor and, you know, it sounds like they're talking about things that can be significantly cloudy, but not murky, which is more than what I had understood previously. But then down at the bottom, like the methods to achieve the haze should be hot polyphenols and not, and oats. Well, you can use oats and wheat, but it shouldn't be pectins and starches mm. and lactose and fruit, you know, things like that. So I think they kind of adapted a little bit from the draft to the provisional. But well, and it does, there's like a whole note in there, like this is a brand new style that's developing mm-hmm. and things like that. But yeah, there was four four new styles that they put out. If I can find the tweet without wasting yeah. too much time, I'll mention them. <laughs> um yeah, like I said, I think we, I, I do think there's a difference between uh, hazy and and New England style, mm-hmm. um, but that's an argument for another day. Yeah. So the four new styles are Burton Ale, New England IPA, Katrina or Katharina Sour, which I didn't look into it, but it seems to be like a imperial berliner with fruit okay something like that and then a new zealand pilsner hmm i haven't read that one either yet so i don't know what that one's about new zealand pilsner yes is that possibly pilsner with new zealand hops could be i don't know be interesting like to to play with something like um and a pilsner Yeah, how would that work? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Something like Nelson. Yeah, well, yeah. Ooh, that'd be really interesting. I don't know. I don't could, you, would, could you could you get like almost it. like wine flavors out of a pilsner? I don't think I'd like it. Unless you use a different kind of malt, right? Unless you didn't use so much pils malt, because I don't think that pils flavor and Nelson go together so well. And then how do you get around calling it? Well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this one was sent to us from Eric. Yes. <laughs> yes. Eric. This is Space Hallucinations from Other Half. Other Half. We had another Other Half. I'm pretty sure we enjoyed yeah. it. This is an Imperial Oat Cream IPA. Only 10.5%. Only 10.5%. <laughs> That was one of the things that uh, they were talking about, the hazy style. It shouldn't be hot. shouldn't be boozy. I'm pretty sure the homebrewers don't want you at 10.5%. A heavy dose of oats and a hint of lactose before a hallucinogenic amount of galaxy dry hopped three times. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a hazy boy. It's a haze boy. I don't see a date on the can. Definitely smelled fresh when I cracked the lid, though. Nice and it's got that whiteness that I like in, in the New England style. Like when it goes towards. Yeah, this one looks like orange juice, right? Yeah. This one is so opaque that it looks like OJ. Onto the aroma. 
So yeah. that's where they get oat cream. They put oats in it. They put a little lactose in it to give it mm-hmm. an extra bit. So that's where Imperial Oat Cream IPA comes from. Yeah, some places will call it milkshake IPAs with the lactose. And generally those are fruited as well. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the, the aroma on this one it kind of is an orangey hop, but that oat comes through as very creamy. So it really pulls it into creamsicle land like pretty tightly. Uh, speaking of hazies, um, L for ALS is happening. Mm-hmm. So I need to get down to Virgin Island and get some get some Lou. Moving on to the flavor for this guy, really sweet body. the The milkshake kind of idea pulls through here. Orange flavor. It's pretty pretty centered on orange for me. <laughs> Whoa! Creamy flavor. There's a lot of hops there. Um, yeah, it definitely burns back your throat after you're done drinking it, too. I remember when I got back, when I was cruising around that last um, uh, Great American Beer Fest we went to, and mm-hmm. they tweeted out, the thing I've learned, use Galaxy Hops. This is not <laughs> dissuading me from that. I mean, man... <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. That that's it, an example to me. Of are you getting anything other than like orange? Like what else are you getting from the galaxy? Hmm. <laughs> um, it's more tangerine than orange to okay. me because right. it's a little bit more. I don't know, like peach like. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. With that orange citrus component mm-hmm. too. Sure. So maybe nectarine. Is that like the combination of peach and I forget what, what the deal yeah. is. Yeah. But it I mean the, the, the lactose really doesn't add I mean, I guess it has a little bit of sweetness there, but it mostly just adds texture, right? It's this it's kind of almost it it's close to but not quite silky. Uh, there's a little bit of greenness. I think it, it you know, traditionally, I would say that, like in milk stouts, right, it doesn't add a straight up sweetness to it. I don't know if I would say the same thing about these, you know, these. Oh, it's adding a sweetness IPAs there. There, there's, with, there's yeah. a sweetness coming out of it. Yeah. Well, when you have a stout, right, you're, you're, you're adding sweetness against something that's pretty bitter with a And potentially acrid, even. Yeah. Right. So with this, you have a different kind of bitterness, but you also have that malt backbone in there and you're sweetening that up and yeah this is you know pretty sweet all around from the and then the bitterness it dances around the edges like this one kind of you know a lot of times we'll say like you know hazies are not as apparently bitter this one falls halfway in line with that but it does kind of leave a little bit of a bitter aftertaste it does but it's galaxy and galaxy yeah doesn't pack on the same kind of bite scratch yeah uh i mean that's not necessarily always true i think i've had a galaxy where where it can't get bitter but i mean this is 
dry hop three times, yeah, and this, <laughs> this is the other half space hallucination. If bitter was gonna come through, that would that should bring bitter through, and it's not. Mm. It, it or not like it, it not nearly the kind of bitter that I was getting off some of these other beers. Yeah, dry hopping doesn't really contribute to to bitterness. You know, not technically bitterness, right? The um, the very front of the taste here, when you have that beer in your mouth, and you get that big sweet. It. I, I'm hesitating because I'm really liking it, and I'm trying to figure out if I like I'm a bad person because of that. Why would you be a bad person because you really like something? <laughs> because it's not traditional. No, I'm just. I meant it's kind of facetiously, right? Um, I am enjoying the the sweetness of that. Uh, I'm trying to think of like other. I haven't had too many of these like sweet milkshakes. This is the best milkshake IPA I've ever had. The yeah. best like version of this yeah. sweet thing. Yeah, but this one I think definitely falls into milkshake. And don't forget, you got ten and a half percent alcohol in this guy. Too. Yeah, yeah. This is not a not a small beer. <laughs> no, but this is like, yeah, this is the best version of that because I've had mm. stuff where yeah, you said they add fruit to it. Yeah. They've done things. It's like yeah, this uh, one stays away from the fruit, right? Mm-hmm. This one gives you this sweetness, but it gets all of its fruit appearance from Galaxy, from that nectarine tangerine type flavor that Greg was mentioning, and it's pretty good. Uh, dare I say, pretty exceptional. This is a fantastic. I think this is. This would be a beer that the. That would go in my uh, top top five of the year so far. This is this is yeah. friggin' awesome. I would kill for like a six pack. Of this. I don't know, kill. Well, kill an ant or two, but like you know, I would. Depends on what you. I'd mean. I'd pay a good amount. I'd pay thirty bucks for a six pack of this. That's probably what it costs. Yeah, because we have all the galaxies in there. <laughs> that is tasty. Thank you, Eric. That is one crazy beer. Wow. That is the Space Hallucination, the Imperial Oat Cream India Pale Ale at only 10.5% alcohol by volume. Hmm. All right, final beer of the evening was one of the ones that I picked up at the uh, Bevmo in Seattle. This is Double Mountain Apeche Mode. Yep. 2016 Belgian Sour Ale with peaches. Nearly 500 pounds of peaches from Mount View Orchards in Parkdale, Oregon. Uh, fermented with their house yeast and Brett for nine months. The result is blah, blah, blah. Uh, 8.7%. 8. And BU. The, and not the, IBU. BU. And this is the 2016 version of this. Yeah, that's why I said 2016. Okay. Did I, I think I said that. if not yes 2016 is when it was released the only time so okay hopefully you can find it if you want to if you're if you're playing the same game we are and somehow finding all these beers from all over the country which thank you to our listeners and everybody who helps us and uh, people sending in stuff that's awesome and we can't thank yes. you enough and well this beer is brought to you by your Amazon contributions so there you go you helped indirectly. 
probably place in Depeche Mode, right? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. All right. All right. So this is going to be a big adjustment from the last year, I think. Because, you know, the last one was... Well, like I mean, it's super it's hard. in the fruity direction still, right? So there's mm-hmm. at least... While we're changing our vector, it's not... We're not changing completely our direction. We're, we're not, like, going in 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. Now, the aroma is, is interesting because it's not, like, sour on the nose, right? What we have here is... Kind of like peach skins, I guess. Kind of like dusty peach skins. Yeah, yeah. And then you get like kind of that. I mean, it's, it's also a lot of peach, as you might expect. A little bit of malt back, malt backbone there, but it's kind of pale. You know, like maybe say it's like Belgian pan. Craig probably already said what the malts were, but I no, I didn't. Yeah. No. So you know, for me, I'm thinking like it's a Belgian pale. It doesn't really have a pilsner type aroma to it. And as I keep smelling it, the peach is getting more, a little bit more potent and a little jammy. Hmm. Moving on to the flavor. Big stone fruit. You kind of like, feels like you're eating the peach in close to the pit. The, 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 just a light tang to it, not really sour. Not, I mean, not a big boy sour. Hmm. Yeah, right. It has, it's, a good, it's, it has a good balance to it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a is, nice sour. I like I like the way it's going as sour. It doesn't go overboard. There is a little jelly or, or jam type thing in there, kind of like a peach spread or something like that as well. Most like a peach marmalade yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, not bad at all. It is. It's a. It's a subtle and understated beer. When you maybe we're used to these big boisterous ones like the, the Fremont and the other half that we just had, right? Mm-hmm. Where the flavors are getting rammed down your throat. This one you kind of have to invite the beer in and look for it a little bit. I think that might just be a palate adjustment thing. You know, not that this beer is. Yeah, I mean, we just got off, off this big sweet one, so yeah. that, that's some of it. 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 it it's. Yeah. It does. I don't think this is very closed off. I think it's just. We had this big sweet one, and so we're we're encountering something that's uh, a little different. But um, I like it a lot. But it just went up against a monster. Yeah. It feels like so understated compared to yes, the last right. One, it? it feels almost mellow, which is I don't think it's that mellow a beer, but I just think it compared to what we just had. It's mm-hmm. it's understated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's weird because like I'm tasting it. I'm like, this has a really excellent use of peaches. It has a, this neat jam thing going on to it. The sour is just there to kind of take away the sweet cooling edge of the peach. The malt is. Kind of what you expect from, you know, um, a Belgian Lambic or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's just a light pale malt, giving it a little bit of uh, 
Malt character. Right, we don't have enough Depeche Mode. Yeah. I think the, <laughs> one, one run of personal Jesus is about all the Depeche Mode I need. Yeah. Um, this is a Pesh Mode. It's Pesh Mode. Or Pesh Mode. Just I guess, Pesh Mode. I guess the uh, accent on Pesh was confusing me. I thought that was an A, but no, just Pesh Mode. Um, yeah, I just think there's a. I think there's an interesting beer here. I just think that the flight kind of wrecked our excitement for it. Yeah. Hmm. All right, you want to rank this yes, thing? Yes, yes. I am interested in ranking. Okay. Four I... good beers and right. know, five good beers. Yes, I, I would say five five good beers. Uh, one that didn't didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sure, I'd go like that. And then I'd probably write. I, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, I don't know if I. Uh, yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Right. Uh, wait. Oh. Oh. You do. That's an order. Wait. First. Oh wow. Okay. That's 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 how you want to do it. That's. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, so Stable 12, Brewing Company, Bridge Street, Kolsch. Not a Kolsch, not a bridge, not a stable. Uh, kind of a corset. Kind of okay, but... Yeah. Compar- Just not not what we were expecting, not what we wanted, because yeah. we saw a Kolsch, you're prepared for a Kolsch, you have in your mind a Kolsch, and you get something that's not... A Kolsch. And exactly. it's it's disappointing, especially to start off with something that is not what it claims to be. Yeah. And, you know, not a great version of a Grisette either. I've had better Grisettes. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put Pesh Mode in fifth place. I like this beer. You know, I think the top five all have great things to say. Good things to say about. Great things to could say about. Um, I think this one probably would have ranked higher. If we would have had it before that uh, monster of a beer, the mm-hmm. space hallucination. Um, but I'm having a hard time thinking what it could have been versus what I actually did enjoy about the next three beers. So I'm going to put it Interesting. in I mean, fifth place. Okay. I, I totally get it. Yeah. And then in fourth place, I'm going to put... This one's tough. The, my hardest decision is between fourth and third. Uh, I'm going to put the Fremont Lush in fourth place. And the reason I'm going to do that is because it kind of was a little more aggressive, left a lingering bitterness, a little more bitter overall, and kind of hang, hung around for a bit. I'm going to keep that in uh, fourth place. Third place, that means Trout Whistle goes into third place. I thought this one was fascinating. I loved how they did a pale ale with some of those you know, new style hops. I agree, it was it fascinating. Was pretty saturated, and you know, it gave me a new look at at some of those hops in an application that I haven't seen yet. So I appreciate that, and it was a good beer over as well. 
I'm going to put the Aslan in second place. Never a bride. Um, first saison from Aslan. It, uh, it didn't disappoint. I would have liked when we gave it all that time to warm up if it would have really blossomed into right. yes, a true. multifaceted beer. But I'm not really penalizing it all that much. It's still landing it in second still place. very, very good. And then I'm going to put the... Um, Space Hallucination from Other Half other in half. first place. Um, yeah, like Greg said, probably the best milk sh- application of a milkshake IPA that we've had, that I've had. And it's just just yum yum. So good. Uh, so you know what my number one is, and I think you know what my last place is. Uh, Stable 12, like like Jeff mm-hmm. said, I mean, everything I agree with Jeff, it's, it, it sets itself apart from the rest of these. It was just not... Uh, up up to par with the rest of these. The rest of these were all quality, but I'm going to adjust that slightly because I'm going to put the Roadhouse in fifth place. And this was tough to me between the Roadhouse and the Fremont. Uh, I I thought that the Roadhouse, like I said, it was, like, and like you said, it was giving a lot of interesting stuff, but it just it wasn't as appealing to me. It was more intellectually stimulating to me than it was. Mm-hmm. Stimulating okay. the taste buds, uh, and because of that, and since there were other stuff that was stimulating my taste buds more, and my you know my appreciation for the flavors more, uh, in the show, like sometimes intellectual sim- stimulation is enough to carry a beer, but not against this crowd. Sure, I um, understand. And uh, in fourth place, I'm going to put the Fremont. I, I think that there was there was a lot of stuff to like there, but there was some stuff that I didn't, and it was just kind of. Uh, it was a little confused to me, and I, I just I wasn't sure whether I totally loved it or was just like I like it, but I'm I, I don't I'm just still wavering on that because it has lots of interesting stuff going for it, but I wasn't ever really clear what it was trying to say. Okay, uh, I'm gonna put the Double Mountain in third place. I think that it it suffered by its placement after. The I mean, how would we know, right? I mean, it seems like right. you, put, you, you put a sour, you know, a Belgian style sour at eight point seven percent at the end. That makes sense. Uh, we didn't know that other half was going to do this, destroying our taste buds, and I think that that's part of, of what hurt Double Mountain here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested. I think we should cap that, and we'll see what that tastes like uh, next week or something like that yeah. uh, in the pre-show. But yeah, that was. I think it was really, really good, and it didn't. You know, there was nothing off about it. It it was a nice sour that didn't overwhelm. I enjoyed it a lot, but I got to put the Aslan in second place because I really did enjoy that, even though it was like you said, didn't open up like in, in crazy amounts. But mm-hmm. it would have had to have been a fucking blockbuster, excuse me, to <laughs> destroy the other to 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 get in front of the other half, right? I mean. I don't know how it would have uh, as a as a petite saison, right? Like I, I mean, I don't think even the best Jester King, you know, uh, which, what's that called, the Petite uh, Prince? Yeah, would would beat this other half, which was just awesome to me. This uh, this other half was fantastic. I want more. So I just used. This can sealer that mm-hmm. we bought years and years ago, and never heard, we've used it like once or twice. Mm-hmm. With with these kinds of beers coming out, it, it might be like something to reevaluate. Really yeah, cool, awesome. 
Well, that's it. Uh, well, you didn't talk about the... Well, I, I mean, the other half. It's, it's obvious what putting in first place. The other half was fantastic. It was it was one of, I mean, it was one of the top five beers I've had this year. Uh, I've had a lot of beers this year already. Um, I like to think that's big praise. I, yeah, yeah. I uh, it, it was an exceptional beer the, sure. that uh, I am just over the moon about. I think it was awesome. Very cool. So we played uh, a bit of Rihanna. Uh, in the in the start, which was okay. uh, shut up and drive, and they sample she said was Blue Monday from New Order. So I figured we'll get back to that. Remember we used to do that a lot. We yeah. used to play yeah. <laughs> the, covers at the end, right? Whatever. Yeah. Come on, guys, get with it, get to it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, please contact us. We love getting contacted by strangers. <laughs> or not strangers. But if you never contacted us before, you're probably I guess you're, you're kind of... I mean, you know who we are, so you're not just a super stranger. Stranger danger. You can email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, we got at craftbeerradio. We got at Jeff Bear. We got at CBR Greg. They do indeed. And then we got we got the fax number at one 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 five KL five one three nine seven fart. <laughs> what else do we got? Pony Express. Sure, Telegram. if you can find them. Yeah, Western Union. Send us a telegram. Singing telegrams. Ooh, Ooh, send us a singing telegram. Ooh, well, then it, well, I mean, it'll it'll go to Jeff because he has the. You <laughs> <laughs> can get them to do it at like eight thirty on a Saturday night. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, excellent. Um, that was a that was an awful outro. Uh, thanks everyone, and we will <laughs> talk to you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>